So at one point, this horse was the most famous horse in, in the entire European continent. His name was Hans. Everyone say Hans. His name was Hans. And this is him with his owner, von Osten. And it's in Germany in about 1904, this uh, photo was taken. Does it, can anyone guess why this horse was so famous? Racing, maybe. Any other guesses? Anyone guess? The Kaiser rode it, maybe. Well, this is his actual name, or he was widely known as Clever Hands. This horse could apparently do many mathematical uh, equations. You would go towards the horse and you would ask it a mathematical question and it would stamp out the right answer. Nine out of ten times, this horse would, would be able to answer almost any mathematical question posed by the person as long as the person knew the answer. Does that seem incredible? Yeah. Put your hand up if you think it's true. <laughs> right, so let me rephrase that. This horse actually existed. His name was Clever Hands. And he was good, and he could count out stuff. Hands up if you think this was a mathematical genius horse. So, he toured around the continent, and people would ask him, even the doubters and the skeptics, and nine out of ten times, he got it right. And there was this idea that animals were getting smarter. <laughs> Um, and so these scientists decided to study him, and again and again they found the horse getting the right answer. But what they suddenly found was not that the horse was a mathematical genius. They discovered that the horse could read the person asking the question's body language. And what would they and the horse would basically see when you raise your eyebrows, that was the right answer. And so nine out of ten times, this horse could read the person in front of them and guess the right answer. So Clever Hands wasn't a mathematical genius. He was just good at pleasing people. I think this is very true of Christians or people who think they are Christians. What these people do is they watch what everyone else is doing and what makes other people happy. And they do that. We know, or I'm suggesting to you this morning, that those people that look like Christians are not Christians at all. They are no more Christians than Clever Hands was a mathematical genius. If there are true believers and fake believers, is it easy to tell them apart? Well, we had two uh, games, didn't we, during the meeting. In the quiz, 
that we were looking at natural and man-made stuff, was it always easy to tell the difference? It was very difficult, wasn't it, to say what was man-made and what was natural. I was sure that the uh, submerged, straight lines landscape in Japan was man-made, but it wasn't. Was anyone particularly surprised by an answer that they got wrong? Yes. Can it, what, what, which particular landscapes were we surprised by? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the geyser was particularly uh, strange. It can be really hard to tell real things from fake things in so many situations. Did anyone like the jelly bean game we played? Yeah. It was good, wasn't it? Those jelly beans were actually impossible to tell apart. You couldn't tell which ones tasted like sick and which tasted like butter popcorn. And some of you ended up with nice ones and thankfully a few of you ended up with nasty ones as well for my illustration. It would have blown me out of the water. The only way to test whether jelly bean tasted nice or not was to actually taste it. And this reminds us that fake can often look like fact and it can be very hard to tell the difference. I want to read this morning a story that reminds us of this. If you've been colouring hard on your desks, then you will uh, know the story. It says this, Jesus told his friends to wait in Jerusalem, to wait for the helper he'd promised to send them. And so they waited. They waited and prayed for 10 days. And while they waited, the streets of Jerusalem filled up with people from every land. People from the north and people from the south. People from the east and people from the west. People from all around the world who came together to celebrate the feast of what? Any other guesses from your sheets which are plainly written before you? Pentecost. Jesus' friends were upstairs. Everyone say upstairs. When suddenly some surprising things began to happen. They heard a wind blow. Everyone blow. It blew harder than the fiercest storm, but nothing was blown out. They heard the flickering of flames and they watched tongues of fire lick and lap and land on their heads. But nobody, everyone sniff, nobody smelt any smoke. And then the helper came. Everyone say helper. helper. The Holy Spirit. And he filled all of them with the presence and power of God. And they were heard next talking. Strange words pouring out of every mouth. And so they rushed outside, eager to tell the crowd what had happened. And now, suddenly, everyone could understand. People from the north and from the south, people from the east and from the west, people from all around the world. For now, Jesus' friends were able to speak uh, in different languages that they'd never learned because of God's Holy Spirit. What better way to tell the world about Jesus? So what's that all about then, said a man from Spain. That's amazing, said a woman from Africa. Tell me again, 
asked a man from France. But there were others who thought Jesus' friends were talking nonsense. Everyone say nonsense. These people are drunk, one man shouted. It's nothing but a load of gibberish. Everyone say gibberish. gibberish. And that's when Peter stood up. Peter, who had been with Jesus from the start. Peter, the fisherman. Peter, who had never made a speech in his entire life. Listen, everybody, he shouted. We are not filled with wine. We are filled with something else. God's holy Spirit. Everyone say Holy Spirit. Many years ago, a prophet said this would happen, that God would send his spirit to help not just special people like prophets and kings, but everyone. That has happened today. And it has happened because Jesus, who died on a cross, was brought back to life by God himself and now sits beside God in heaven. It was Jesus who sent his wonderful gift to us, Jesus, the special one we have been waiting for all these years. Jesus, who was put to death by you. But people were sorry for what they had done to Jesus. Everyone say sorry. Sorry. What can we do, they cried. Tell God you're sorry, said Peter. Let him wash away all the bad things you have done, and you will receive his Holy Spirit too. Everyone say Holy Spirit. Spirit. Everyone say helper. helper. Everyone say Holy Spirit. So that's what the people did. 3,000. Everyone go, wow. wow. 3,000 believed that day. They told God they were sorry. They were baptized and they were filled with God's Holy Spirit. People from the north, from the south, from the east and the west. People from all over the world. So Jesus tells those that love him to wait before they share the good news. And what are they to wait for? They're not to wait until they are good enough. They're not to wait until they are clever enough or knowledgeable enough. They're not to wait until they have enough time. These guys are told to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. And once the Holy Spirit comes, this divine helper helps disciples go around the world and share the good news of Jesus and people are saved. We are here this morning because of what happened 2,000 years ago. Because Christians told other people about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one who stops people from being clever handses or from being just people pleasers and makes them supernatural Christians. That is the difference between a fake Christian and a true Christian. And so the question that comes to each of us this morning, are you a fake Christian or a real one? Do you know the helper that these uh, text talks about? That you are colouring in right at this moment. Do you know the Holy Spirit in you? If you don't, then you are not a Christian. If you know the Holy Spirit in you, then you are. And what does it look like? It's more than just looking like it, more than just talking like a Christian or behaving like one. Because you can just copy other people doing that and you can become a clever hands. And let me tell you, you don't want to be a clever hands in this talk. 
if the Holy Spirit isn't changing us, isn't in us, isn't guiding us and speaking through us, we are just frauds. So let me ask you, have you confessed Jesus as your saviour? Because that is the first step that this text talks about. First of all, you admit that you need help, that you've got things wrong, that you need uh, God in your life, that you trust in Jesus' resurrection as the way to become clean. If you already follow Jesus with your whole being, you then need to make sure that you are filled with the Holy Spirit in an ongoing way. It's not just a one, uh, once-off moment. It is something that believers have enjoyed for 2,000 years, an ongoing filling in the Holy Spirit. If church is boring, then that's probably because you're not uh, being constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. If you are struggling with sin, that may be a sign. There are all sorts of different things that the ongoing filling of the Holy Spirit shows that he uh, is uh, uh, constantly uh, uh, making you alive. If you love and you serve, if you prophesy and speak in tongues, if you choose holiness and goodness over other options, it shows that the Holy Spirit is in you. And so the way to become a Christian and to live a Christian life is not to copy other people. It is to wait for and enjoy the Holy Spirit in us. With the Holy Spirit, we change the face of the earth. Can I have an amen? Amen, amen. amen. Before we close, has anyone got a picture they want to show us all at the front? I've seen some good ones rocking around. I realise the adults are too shy, but I think the kids are uh, brave enough. Come on, Job. So did you do this? Wow. Can we have a round of applause for that? That's fantastic. You've got that fire going very well. Anyone else got a picture they want to show us? Come on, colleagues. Yes, that would be good. We'd like to see your fire. Right, so... Carlitos has gone on his own direction and uh, drawn two robots. They're amazing. Well done. Give them a round of applause. Yeah. Has anyone else got a picture they want to show? Well, we'll, uh, we'll have a look at them at the end. If you would all like to stand and I will close in prayer. Everyone clap, Alistair. Very good. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have not left us orphans on this earth, that you have sent your Holy Spirit uh, to make us born again and to change the face of the earth. Lord God, I pray that those of us that don't know you would search after you and those of us that do know you would constantly make room for the Holy Spirit in their lives. And all God's people said, amen. amen, amen. We're at an end. You're welcome to take your seat, go and have a tea or a coffee and uh, have a sweet from the sweetie jar.